Good morning, podcast, and welcome to the Pierre Lambert Show. On today's episode, I've got an awesome guest for you, as usual. His name is Tampan, also known as Backpacker Tampan on Instagram. Tampan is an Indonesian travel influencer. And guys, his story is awesome because I met him a few years ago. While I was in Indonesia, he was editing for another big YouTuber and I was very curious into his story and I kept following his adventures. And since then, he's grown a lot. He's really evolved and really found out his real his style. And I think his story will be awesome for all of you. It's going to be an inspiration, especially because his background was absolutely not in photography or media. It was as a software engineer. So if you want to dive into his story and how he got started, what camera he used at the beginning and how he really made a name for himself in that industry and in that world, well, that episode is for you. So with no further ado, let's get started with the episode. Let's welcome Tampan to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Tampan. Hey, Pierre, and all people <laughs> who is hearing, hi. It's a pleasure Bali. to have you, Tampan. I know with the time zone difference, it's a little bit difficult because I'm in Chicago and you're in Bali right now. Yep, and it's a pleasure to me for being here too, so thanks a lot for Well, you're me. welcome. I remember when we met, I think it's almost two years now, maybe one and a half. Uh, uh, I always thought... Yes, yeah. I need to have Tampan on the on the podcast. And well, look at it. <laughs> We're here today. So Tampan, I have a quick question um, just to, to get right into it. I wanted to ask you, what is the most inspiring photo or video that you've seen lately that had an impact on you? That I see yeah. lately? Okay. So any kind of photo? Yeah, it could be right? anything. could be a cat, could be plastic, whatever. <laughs> the plastic um uh it's it's a little secret but i can reveal my secret to you guys so i really really like watching america's got talent <laughs> videos and actually just like 10 minutes ago before this call i watched one of the video that kind of make me emotional and that's just one of the contestants who got a golden buzzer and what i like about video and about that video and all this AGT thing is they really make a good story and they can really play with uh, emotion, with the music, with the slow motion they will make and the story behind the contestant. And that's what I really um, interested to see and makes me inspired and also, yeah, giving me a lot of ideas for my future videos. Oh, that's awesome. I. I remember watching some of those. What what usually inspires you in those stories? Is it um, what, what kind of story inspires you the most? I really like uh, the story behind all these contestants who got a golden buzzer. Like they usually have um, a struggle background behind them uh, behind uh, their audition. Either they come from um, a not very supportive family or they have a financial struggle or a lot of different things. But yeah, that's what I really like about uh, this competition, these AGT shows, because they really put the story well together and make it really emotional. Oh, I see. Do you think we should have one for photographers? What? Do you think we should have one for photographers? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, the... 
one of the thing I like about being this uh, industry is getting to know the story behind all these people who inspire all of us. I guess. Yeah, that's 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 true. I I, I personally think just like you said, the story is the most interesting part, um, and it translates into the visuals. I like after. story. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, speaking of story, why don't you? Tampan, why don't you give us a little run through your origin story? Like, what's what's your what's your life like, and how did you end up where you are today? It's kind of well. I'm now working as a full time photo videographer in the travel industry, specifically. Uh, but I have a little like funny background story because I have like n- nothing related to photography and videography as my background before. I studied software engineering, and that was in my passion. Short story that my parents wanted me to go to software engineering, and I realized that just that wasn't my passion. That is not my passion in my third year, and then I got dropped out from college. I decided to quit and just to pursue my dream of um, in creative work because I am a person that loves doing creative work. Um, so I. Short story, I look up for a job somewhere either in Singapore or in Jakarta where I live, my hometown. But then one day I saw this job opportunity in Bali as a video editor. So I applied and I got the job and I worked in Bali for one year as a video editor. And after that, I got a chance to work as a personal video editor for Christian LeBlanc or as all we know as Los LeBlanc. And yeah, I worked for him for nine months, I guess nine, ten months as his personal video editor. So I've been work as a video editor in total for about two years. And then last January 2019, I quit. And now I am working for myself as a full-time travel photographer and videographer in travel industry. So that's a short story of me. That's a short story. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious. So we met uh, for some context, guys. We met when you were editing for right. Christian when helping yes. him edit a big project. Um, yeah. And I remember. I think I had seen you on Instagram a little bit before, but that's really when we met. And and uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. There was Fred also. But lo- long story short, uh, I, I mean, you can go in details on that one. Was there any struggle specifically specifically for you since you you came from a background where you wanted to or you your parents wanted to go have you go in into yeah. the engineering side yeah. how, how how did it go with the family on that end on my family side yeah they were like especially my dad my dad is like really um kind of like strong on my side, like he always giving me um, yes or no, something like that, like permission or mm-hmm. no. So he was before, he's never really like get it. Like, why do I want to work as a video editor? Why do I want to like travel and be a travel photographer? Like he never gets that before. Uh, but I slowly like proved to him that, hey, this is me now. I can, I can make it. Like this is my way of living. I can get a lot of financial support for myself and I can help my family. And it, yeah, he's slowly seeing it. And now it's like 110% supporting me. 
because I already proved to him that I can make my own living and help my family with that. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. So yeah, it it was a matter of proving. Um, yeah, it's just a proving. It's it's a matter of yeah. time. Maybe the first time they wouldn't see it, but if you can prove that they are wrong, and yeah, they will believe in you at the end of the day. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. Um, how how did it? How was the transition for you? Like, did you just decide one day? You know what? It, was there a turning point or a one moment where you decided I, I can't do this anymore? I want to do creative work. Like I've been holding this feeling since like maybe the first year of my college. So I quit on a third year. So there was two years of me holding this like really hard feeling. Like should I tell my family? Should I not? Uh, but I would just kept it by my own and just like trying to survive on that college. But on the third year, I feel like okay, this is like stupid because I know that I wouldn't do this for my future. This doesn't make me happy. And yeah. I, I quit. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. How did you how did you get started after? Did you learn by yourself or I learned by myself. Yeah. I never really um I don't like I never really thought to be a travel photographer actually. I never really planned, never really thought. Um I came to Bali and that time I just have my GoPro and I, 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 I love traveling and I just you know just for fun shooting a selfie me on the beach and then i see people liking it like i started to see that people are enjoying my pictures uh, even though it's just like for fun just of me selfieing smiling um but then i started to follow a lot of photographers instagram photographers and i just realized that wow they really make something already beautiful but with their creativity they make it even more beautiful so that's kind of how I got inspired to try more into photography and editing. And I got slowly learn from actually the people that I met since I got to Bali. You know, Bali is like a capital of Instagrammer in the world. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I started to, you know, DMing a lot of people like, hey, I got inspired by your photo. It will be cool if we can meet up, just hang out and, I'm, yeah, you know sharing things i want to learn more about photography and yeah i actually learned from people i met in bali i never really watched tutorial that's not my way of learn but talking to people and learning their story and just sharing things when we meet and yep that's kind of how i start how i learned and it's kind of everything for me i guess meeting people yep I see. It's it's so interesting what you say because um, uh, everyone has a different style of learning, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, some people want to be taught like in a classroom setting. Yeah. Some people want to get it from experience just by trying and seeing what works. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you're more of, on that end where where you just want to try and meet people who are doing it, and then yeah. you can like sponge it. You know, like a sponge, you yeah. just. <laughs> absorb everything yeah 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 that's my kind uh, of way to learn I'm, I'm i'm kind of curious did you feel any so let's put stuff in context when we're in bali for anyone who's never been to bali and and if i do a bad job tampa and just correct me but for me yeah. bali is a very expat driven not expat but tourist driven island yeah. where 
most of the people are tourists. Most of the people who live there, a lot of them are expats or have a business there or try are trying to become Instagrammers, YouTubers, whatever you you want right. to say. Um, and on the not opposite, but like on on the same scale, you have also all the Balinese people who live there in maybe a more traditional way and also work with the with the tourism. And uh, I find always that there is this uh, strong contrast, which is kind of funny. And until I met you, if I'm very honest, I didn't really meet any um, Indonesian who actually crossed the border into the world of photography and and influencing a little bit, let's call it like that, and Instagram or YouTube. I didn't meet anyone really doing it. Can you can you share a little bit more about that, how you feel or how, how, how did it go for you? Um, I, I get your point and I can say that it's right. Like there are actually a lot of Indonesian Instagrammer, photographer, um, especially in travel industry. But the thing is, um, they don't really like, um, I don't know how to call it, uh, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't really hang out with, uh, international photographer. Uh, I don't know what's the reason. Maybe they are not really, um, uh, confident with that, with their English or I don't know, but in Bali itself, uh, I got one, my, one of my best friend, his name, I think, you know, him and everyone maybe know him. Uh, it's Wahyu. It's at I W W M. I think you know him. I don't know. Maybe, but he's um, like one. Yeah, of, I think I've seen him on yeah. your stories. Yeah, he is one of the biggest uh, travel photographer that is kind of like inspired me, and he was actually my like inspo. Do we call it inspo? Like Instagram inspiration, inspo, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram idol, something like that. Um, what makes me uh, get inspired by him is actually not only his photo, but his way of um, networking because he's the only one. This is what I see, okay? You can correct me if I'm wrong, but he is the only one uh, Indonesian photographer who is uh, doing networking not only with the locals, but international photographers. So that's how I got inspired. And yeah, they uh, it explains a lot that you are like true that there is not so many Indonesian that um, going outside the borders, going into this travel photography because maybe uh, the world just not see them yet just because they are not like um, in this network with international photographers. So they only like been hanging out and just in one circle of local photographers. So that's why you, don't, you guys don't really see um, them but actually there are lots of them yeah that's, that's what I, I thought i mean even even after when i was in the philippines or whatever i did end up meeting after a while um local influencers when i say local just like you know if you go to france um just french influencer just if yeah. you go to indonesia indonesian yeah. or or indonesian creators but what like you said there, there was no gap until I met you, there was no bridge, sorry, between the two words. Yeah. And when I met you, I was like, that's awesome because that's the first time I see someone local to their country actually being able to speak to both words. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. 
what was the what was the hardest part for you in that whole journey until now and what is still the hardest part um the hardest part is well i'm now being a full-time uh travel photo and videographer which we can say that i'm also a freelancer because i don't work with um any contract or any you know specific uh company um the thing that always makes me scared and i believe that it's this is not only me but a lot of influencers uh freelancers out there that is there would be no guarantee if you will have money or no you know there would be sometimes this month you got a lot of jobs you got a lot of brand deals contacting you uh but there's no guarantee if the next month you will get any jobs and that's kind of like a big challenge of uh everyone who is doing freelancing in this industry if um you either you will wait for brand to contact you or you should move your ass and start to emailing brand and yeah to get a job like it's a matter of like are you waiting for money or are you like looking for money and searching for money something like that yeah uh, yeah, yeah i mean a, a, i hear a lot of people um a, a lot of photographer ask actually that i how do you get to work with those brands as a photographer and yes. 99% of the time it's like make your own contacts like yeah. talk to people yeah. get to like reach out to them you know no one's going to come and find you under your rock no one cares yeah right that's uh, yeah, i i think w- that's a worldwide struggle you know wherever you are in this yeah. world yeah Other than that, I don't uh, think I have any uh, struggle or any things that makes me stop. Um, yeah, I enjoy everything. Like this is the job that I really love to do. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. What is uh, uh, so? Obviously, the question I get the most asked on Instagram is or on YouTube is like, "Hey, I'm new. What camera should I buy? How should yeah. I start? What yeah. lens should I buy?" I want to know not necessarily what you recommend. I want to know what you started with. Okay. So before all this photography thing, I started with GoPro just for fun. And when I got more serious in the photography, like I want to learn about photography, I bought my Sony Alpha 6000. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people started with that as well. Yeah, it's And a great camera. I used that for I think year to years from 2017 to 18 and then I bought more professional camera which is Sony Alpha 7 Mark 3 and actually early January I just bought that. Oh wow so it's recent so until now yeah. you've been with the A60 uh, 60 uh, 6 6000 correct? Yeah I still have my 6000 but nice. I've since this january which was like eight months ago yeah <laughs> i i'm with my a73 what what lens were you using on the 6000 and wh- 6, what lens are you using that one? the 6000 was the landscape actually 16 and the a73 because i'm more focused on filmmaking now i really really love my 50 millimeters 1.8 yeah Oh, that's, yeah. it's che- it's cheap. It's very affordable, but it can make a really, really good cinematic video. That's why I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's so true. Those 50 yeah. millimeters is like the best thing uh, ever invented. It's 
it's yeah. a cheap price. I, I so I made a video around that, and then uh, like I think three weeks ago, and the video was like four months ago, and someone DM me on Instagram. He's like, "Thank you so much for the video you made about getting that lens. Uh, yeah. That was so cheap." And he's like, "It changed everything in my photography." I'm right. like, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I was talking about it, but I'm so happy when someone else confirmed, you know, because your own yeah. experience is going to be different. Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. How, how important is the camera, you think? I'm sorry, say again? How important is the camera for you? The camera? How important is the camera? Um, for me, it's important, but it's not the most important thing. Um, I mean, if you are a good photographer, but you can't edit, then I mean, you cannot really make something really beautiful at the end. Um, so it's kind of like a combination between the camera and your editing skill. But it, again, it depends on what photographer are you. Are you Instagram photographer or are you like professional photographer? Because like the way we edit as Instagram photographer is like different than like professional photographer who is not really on Instagram, if you know what I mean, right? Yeah, you you're trying to mention people who are like working for more commercial work and don't need necessarily yeah. to be having all the likes uh, because yeah. the photo is etc. Yeah, the way we edit is kind of different. Like Instagram has kind of like their own edit culture. Like like it has standard of editing. I think that's that's what I see of yeah. Instagram people nowadays. Especially I would in, agree. I would agree in travel and travel photography. So, yeah, I would say, again, uh, camera is important, but it's not the most important. That's That makes sense. That, <laughs> yeah. I see. yeah, I think the gear is always a question that comes up. It's funny because I never, I hardly ever see questions like, how did you get better, you know, without the camera? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's always, hey, what camera did you use? Yeah. Uh, and I think that part is kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, Moving on from, from like camera towards like location when you're shooting, mm -hmm. one of the questions I get is like, how do you shoot in crowded location? And Bali to me has become extremely popular. I mean, it was yeah. already popular, but yeah. uh, from when I went the first time to last year to again, six months later, Everything changes so fast. How do you deal with that when you're trying to shoot in location now? Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Bali, especially Bali, it's it's crazy, dude. Like, especially these two years. When I first came, 2017, uh, I remember I got to this waterfall called Tibumane Waterfall. That's mm -hmm. just one of my favorite waterfalls. I went there at around, like, midday. And there was, like, barely no one there. Like, I could see maybe only, like, one or two tourists there that I can shoot, like, freely because no one barely there. Um, but now, 2019, I came there actually, like, three days ago in the midday at the same time. And there was, like, I don't know, like, 30 tourists there, like, swimming and just sitting down, taking pictures, taking selfies. And, yeah, that's kind of, like make you like not possible to take photo i mean it's possible um if you want to edit like delete all these people on the on your editing but you know it's just kind of like really sucks um as a photographer 
who comes in a crowded place. So uh, my way of shooting is actually wake up in the time that not not many people wake up yet, <laughs> which is sunrise. So yeah. yeah, on a sunset, there would be a lot of people because people go like for sunset. But sunrise, maybe only one of 10 people will go for sunrise. So the competition is a lot less than sunset. So that's when normally I shoot in touristic location in Bali in sunrise time. So I drove, yeah. like I, I will drive for like two hours to the north to catch sunrise with my motorbike and yeah, just freezing. <laughs> <laughs> that I see. So yeah, you're, you're literally up at 3 a.m. trying to get to the spot. Um, yeah. That's super interesting because I feel like sometimes you know like locations like bali or or some very touristy places in like indonesia are becoming a little bit like we have in europe you know for us in europe mm -hmm. it's totally normal to see 200 people around one place just because uh -huh. it's so old you know yeah so everything's organized not organized but everything is like shown to you where to go yeah. what to do yeah uh, but what I really enjoyed the first time that I went to Indonesia was like there was no one in so many places, you know, and you could yeah. get shots, uh, which was great. How do you deal with that as a creative? Do you do you try to find new new places? Do you shoot the same? How what what's your what's your go to right now? Um, finding new places is kind of hard. Like, um, I mean, there there's a big reason why that one place is becoming very touristy is because it's beautiful. So when I found a new place and it, that is not really well-known place, um, the challenge is, it's the fact is because of that place, it's not like as genic as the touristic place. So finding new places is, I don't think it's like kind of um, changing the situation because all these touristic places, the fact that those are the one of the most beautiful place for photography that's why it's become touristic yeah makes sense so, because yeah. otherwise people wouldn't go there <laughs> yeah yeah i i could it, find a lot of new places but it's just like if i want to go there i want to go there for not just photography but for new experience for just like you know swimming in waterfalls and not really taking pictures or whatever got it if you yeah. found tomorrow a new waterfall in Bali. And that, that seems impossible. But imagine you found a new waterfall. It was like as beautiful as Tukelep or Tumana. Would you share it on social no. media? No. 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 <laughs> no. Big no. Never. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would okay. take Bali or like just the Regency, but not the exact village or the exactly where it is. No. Yeah. Like, if if I if I if this was me in 2017 where I started, I would put the tag location because yeah. I have like uh, less audience than now. But now I have more like audience that is mostly those who are wanting to visit Bali and get uh, inspiration from my picture. And yeah, if they will see me taking a new place, and yeah, they will just go there, and that place will be blown out. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I completely understand. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that question. Okay, if you had to recommend someone to visit Indonesia, 
um, and maybe they want to experience something a little bit more quiet, you know, a little okay. bit away from the crowd. What, where would yep. you go? Where would I recommend? I would, I visited this village, this magical village um, last year with the tourism board of Indonesia. The name is Wairebo. It's W-A-E-R-E-B-O. It's located in Flores. So it's like, I think two island next to Bali, but it's just worth it. You would need to hike, like you need to first drive for like two hours from Labuan Bajo. Um, that's where the airport is. Uh, and then after that, you need to hike in the mountain for like, I think three hours to get to this village. And that village is just magical. It's just, it's very like, uh, when you get there, people will be like really, really welcoming you. And yeah, maybe you will have like one of the best experience in your life. Cause that's what I had. Probably that's like my top three, um, the most magical and very interesting experience and just very unforgettable moment in my life on that village. So oh, I really? recommend people would go there. Yeah, you should. You guys what, should go what, there. What made it so so unique? I think it's because first is the location, and it's number two is oh, okay. The location is like in the middle of the valley. So after you hike down. Uh, up and down, but mostly up, you will um, be arrived and in this valley who is kind of like like a Wakanda, like a secret country. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, you will see them like, whoa. It's just like a lot of fogs coming in and the shape of the houses. So there, there are only like, uh, I think around six big houses of the village. And other than that, it's just like valley and trees and jungles. And the shape of the houses is kind of very unique. Uh, it's kind of like a chocolate chip, if you can imagine that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can. So, yeah. We can call it a chocolate chip village because the shape <laughs> looks like a chocolate chip. And that's number one. Number two. Number three is the people. Um, the people is really, really welcoming you. So you got a chance to sleep at their house. And then they will provide you with foods. And usually every sunset, uh, people will go outside their house and just play around together on the fields in front of their house. So, yeah, all the tourists will be mostly playing football with all the local there. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. do you think, yeah, I think I've seen a photo or two of it. And yeah. I mean, Flores has always been an island that I wanted to explore from east to west. Yeah. I have never had the time so far. My sister did it. Um, oh, and cool. some, she did it like five years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, she gave me some recommendation. Uh, but I did Komodo in 2010. Uh, I did it again in 2011, uh, well, 2018. Um, and... I mean, I was surprised by how much it had changed already. Yeah, right. Because, like, I mean, when I, when I came the first time, there was like barely anything there, um, <laughs> which yeah. uh, which is funny how how quickly things change in Indonesia. Sometimes, whenever something gets popular, that's very fast to change. Yeah, agree. And uh, yeah, and and Flores has always had that magical appeal um, that I was like, oh, it's very unexplored in my opinion, just like Sumbawa a little bit, and yeah. no one goes there. So I'm like, I want to go there just because there is no one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tampan, what do you do yeah. when 
let's say you stay home too long and you have a you don't you don't have any more ideas like what do you do to get out of a creative block are we talking about blocks specifically um uh, like or in a creative block like if you have no more idea you're uninspired what do you do well most of the time i always have something to do like the worst case if i have nothing to do i would just open my old hard drive and look up for old photos and just start to edit that oh that's good i never yeah. thought of that and a lot of times i scroll down my instagram page and go to the very old photo and then try to find that original file in my hard drive and try to edit it and just see the comparison like see the difference what's 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 your style two years ago and what's your style now oh yeah do you keep all your photos on the same hard drive how do you manage your files yeah i have like um maybe like now three hard drives but i have a big like a big one as i put in the home and i have like two three others to for me to bring when i travel Oh, that's good. So you, yeah, that's the best way also I found is to have one at yeah. home and one for traveling. Yeah, because I had a lot of, quite a lot of like bad experience with hard drives, like with the normal shape hard drives. Um, yeah. It got stolen once, which saved all my like three years of traveling data. And then one of them got corrupted actually a few months ago. But lucky me, it can get fixed by an genius russian hacker oh really yeah nice yeah. Oh, yeah i mean getting your hardware stolen is like one of my nightmare um and during the world tour i lost i mean i, I bought six hard drive i think for a year uh over yeah. over a year and three of them died oh. so the thing is that every time i was buying one i was buying two so they uh -huh. would duplicate i would duplicate them at all time and over a whole year i had basically three hard drive fails so oh. i always well, if i didn't have any duplicate i would have zero photo <laughs> oh. i would have nothing after yeah. a year yeah backup is very very important very yes. important how, how do you work with lightroom do you create one big catalog or do you create a catalog for drop i'm, I'm super curious well okay it might sound funny to you and to all of you who hear this, but I never really know what's catalog in Lightroom. Like I never really like make catalog. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, that's me. So you just open Lightroom and, and let it do whatever. Yeah. So I just import whatever photo I like and yeah. I just start to edit. Got it. And that's it. Do you edit through Photoshop or both? Both. So Lightroom first to get the color balance and just, you know, the color that I want. And then I export that to Photoshop and start doing a little, uh, depends, but yeah, manipulation. If I want to do manipulation on a photo, but it depends. Okay, but that it, makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. yeah. That's, that's also, if I ever have to use Photoshop, that's how I get to it usually. Yeah. Um, so you you have basically a massive catalog in Lightroom with all your photos whenever yeah. you open it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is it not too slow? Uh, so far, I never have problem with my Lightroom. Really? That's great. Yeah. Okay. Maybe my laptop is good. I don't know. <laughs> but I never I never have problem. 
I don't know. Um, a few years ago in 2015, 14, it, it was not possible when you reached like oh, 5,000. Okay. 5,000 images, 8,000. I mean, it was possible, but your laptop would just like start going super slow in Lightroom just because okay. the catalog was so big. Um, oh, I nowadays, I don't, feel the, I don't feel it as much. So I always wonder, the, the advantage for me to create a new catalog was when you shoot weddings, you yeah. don't want to be mixing all the photos, right? I with see. everyone else. So I would create yeah. a new catalog per job or per yeah. client and work yeah. exclusively on that one. And then when you're done, you can back up the catalog with the files in the yeah. cloud or yeah. wherever you want. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a bad thing about me. Like I'm a, I'm a such messy person. I'm not very organized at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have not, a lot only, of not only like data or stuff, but like in real life, like I don't know, like my wardrobe, my room is very messy, and yeah, I just don't like organizing things. So that's a bad thing about me that you guys shouldn't follow. So you're not watching uh, Marie Kondo's uh, uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, okay, Tampana, I'm gonna. I want to kind of like wrap up on um, on one yeah. of your latest trip and i believe it's india i want to have your thoughts Ooh. on the trip what do you think uh how was it just describe a little bit your experience okay. both as a as someone who explored it and also as someone who created content yeah. over there yeah so india actually the country that is kind of changed my life so oh, i wow. started yeah I, I i i came to india actually in 2017 that was my first time solo traveling and I was there in Nepal and India for a month. And I had a lot of struggle because I was super broke. I was a college student. I didn't have money. And I just went there with the very less money. And I had a lot of financial struggle where I, like, you know, I only ate oatmeal that I brought from kilogram of oatmeal to just, you know, save money. And then I did hitchhiking and... Yeah, you know, a lot of backpacker things that I, um, but in 2019, I came back again as the new me who is already like financially supported from the job I do now. So I kind of like doesn't, didn't really have financial struggle. Um, I was there for two months. So I kind of like really exploring a lot of different things in India. And I could say India is actually my number two favorite country in the world after my country indonesia um because one india has maybe like one of the richest culture in the world like it has a lot of diversity um from one city to another it has different kind of buildings the people are like different and yeah the culture is my number one culture concern that i would recommend people um why they should visit india is because the culture and the second one is why I like India, because it's challenging. It's not the country that, I mean, it's a country that will test you, the country that will test your comfort zone, because you will see a lot of weird new things that you haven't seen before um, in your life. But yeah, it's kind of, India for me, it's kind of for like adventurous people. Like it depends on how you travel. You can travel like, in your own way uh, to enjoy India, but I would India to do it with uh, adventurous way is the way to do it for India. I don't know if that makes sense, but. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, totally. Uh, I've been and, to India for the first time last year, so. Yeah. And then third is actually India is very, very genic. And it's a paradise for travel photographer. Not only like for skate, but for street photography, India is like paradise. Because, yeah, that's what I said before. You will see a lot of weird things. You will see like, I don't know, people make I'm sorry to say, but like pooping in the middle of the street, like peeing everywhere. Yeah, all the women are beautiful because they are wearing their clothes called sari, which is very, very colorful. And yeah, it's just a paradise for photographer. Yeah, I can only support what you're saying because I was blown away. And yeah. the architecture, the history, um, yeah. the people were... I would say I had a good experience. All those, a lot of people uh, kind of warn you against India um, just because there are so many people. But I think yeah. it's also another thing where there are so many people. So you are more likely to have bad experiences just because you meet more people. Um, it's just probability in a way. And we had a, an amazing experience the whole time. And I remember thinking, I have to come back. I want to shoot more here. Shooting street photography, as you mentioned, is just awesome. And people are actually super happy to be on camera also. Uh, actually, everyone wants to be on camera. So yeah. <laughs> it makes it even more fun yeah. uh, to shoot. How would you, what would you suggest for someone, where would you suggest them to go if someone had to go, came to you tomorrow and be like, hey, I want to go to India. What do you think, Tampan? Okay. Well, India is very, very big, and each city from city to another is just totally different. But I have my favorite uh, place in India, some of them I would recommend to you. And one of them is actually Jaisalmer. That's a city in the west part of India, nearby Pakistan. That's uh, the city what, uh, that people call as a golden city because it's in the middle of desert. So you can imagine it's kind of like, yellowish goldenish and all the buildings are actually made from the the sand sand from the desert so that's why they call it the golden city because it just looks like golden like gold yeah i've seen that i've seen that somewhere because i went there uh yeah. and i it is amazing like the city is so unique yeah. and, and i don't know it, it's just yeah. beautiful yeah that just one of them if i could recommend other ones you guys should go to leh that's in ladakh area i don't know if you have heard about that but that's in the very north of india nearby himalaya and again pakistan and it's just it's i took a bus from new delhi to leh for like three days of journey in the same bus and oh my god yeah you can imagine it's like uh, they call it the world's uh, most dangerous road because it's just, oh my god you, you it's crazy it? yeah so you go passing all these mountains and yeah it's the road is very small and on the right side it's just like a cliff on the left side it's just a cliff and yeah it's a it's a huge fall if you fall and yeah to be there is a lot of, when you reach oh my god it's like not Earth, it's like planet Mars because mountains and they have different kind of shades of colors. They have like um, yellowish, they have purple, they have green, they have um, blue. And yeah, dude, it's just 
that doesn't look like herbs. Well, it's a whole different thing. I've been recommended yeah. Ladek a few times, and we we didn't go uh, yet. But now you're telling me again about it. I'm like, okay, I really have to, to make a trip there. So for anyone listening, yeah. uh, write that down. Jal Saimir and Le Ladek. If and you, Ladakh. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you can fly in a little bit closer and then take another bus or private car just to be a bit faster and not spend three days. But if you're broken yeah. on a budget, uh, just take the three-day bus and <laughs> you'll have a great time. Or not. Uh, depends on yeah how lucky you are with the driver. Pick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Tampan, thank you so much. I want to be super mindful of your time. So I want to wrap up. I Maybe we can just leave everyone with a trick or a little tip for their next photo shoot. What would you suggest them to do if they wanted to try something different? I would just say for them who not really have like... Um, more creative ideas on photo shooting i would just recommend for the more you travel the more you see something different and it just make your creativity um developed because you see a lot of different things and then you try a lot of different angles trying to shoot a lot of different um objects and that's how you make uh, your creativity um improving so yeah maybe it sounds cheesy but yeah guys travel more prove that uh we can actually do it for cheap so that's i think a great recommendation and tampan i think we're gonna wrap up here i want to thank you so much where can people find you online oh yeah uh so you can go to my instagram at backpacker tampan it's like tampon but we a so (laughs) or or my youtube channel i do a lot of vlogs um it's the same backpacker tampan Awesome. Thank you so much, Tampan. We will talk to you in the next episode. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me. It's such a long and fun. All right, guys. I hope you have enjoyed that episode. Remember, if you did, please share it in your Instagram stories. Share it with your friend, your dog, your coworker, whoever you want. And make sure you leave a five-star rating on Instagram. No, not on Instagram. On Apple Podcasts. (laughs) And go check out Tampan on Instagram at BackpackerTampan. Thank you so much, guys. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.